is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Cedrica filling in for... Let's spin the one and twos with this Monday. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. All right, 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. And this first segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Keep in mind, Stoli Vodka is an uncompromising spirit and it's kind that they believe that turns players into icons. It's 100% grain to glass and Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process and there is no room for maybe. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760 if you know what you want to talk about, like always. It is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports related that you want to bring to the airwaves, uh, feel free to do that. And anything that we're discussing today that you want to weigh in on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the long segments and the long breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And also, if you want to uh, stream the show live and leave comments, and I'll respond to those in real time. If not, I'll respond to them later through social media. You can log on to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can log on to my personal page as well and leave those comments and stream the show live. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, period, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week. And wherever else you get your podcast. Anyway, what's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right. I'm going to ask Cedric how she's doing, but she doesn't want to go ahead and go on air. I've learned that, too, by that. So that's the only reason why not being rude. But keep it moving. All right. So there is definitely a lot to get to after a fun-filled weekend of sports this weekend we went through. Again, we were off Friday because of the UTSA game and starting with that, shout out to the Roadrunners for a heck of a season. I know they came up short against Troy in the Cure Bowl. Uh, got a chance to see most of it here and there. It was kind of bopping around, but I know I saw enough to know a couple things. Turnovers really killed them, speaking of the Roadrunners, and also some questionable calls to play to factor. I mean, even people out just so, because I know the two one zero. I'm speaking to y'all's particularly right now, but the two one zero. I know how sensitive we can be when it comes to we feel like you know somebody has us in it, especially when it comes has in it for us, especially when it comes to the reps and stuff. And let me know outside of the two one zero across other parts, um, people that I know that even was backing Troy said that hey yo, there was some uh, what. Some calls that made you go, hmm. But other than that, you know, they, they blew a lead, but they just had too many turnovers, but still was a successful season for the UTSA Roadrunners. They'll get that first bowl win in program history someday, sooner than later. Uh, but props to them. But we were off Friday because you heard the game here on Ticket 760. They had it. Uh, but this is also um, an opportunity to talk about some other things, college as well, too. You got a few things going on. Um, you know, we got a bowl game as we speak right now. Marshall, I forgot who they're playing, but they're, we're, we're to that point where it's not – it seems like the bowls, we we don't have as many as we used to. 
uh, but there's still quite a bit. Uh, but you have bowls going on, and I think the big story uh, with the bowl season, the climate that we live in right now is who's playing and who's not. I mean, good luck if you're trying to handicap these things for those purposes because you have to really understand who's in the transfer portal, what coach is no longer not coaching this game because he's taking a job somewhere else. A lot of that is going on. Uh, but speaking of that, uh, B. John Robinson, running back for UT, University of Texas, he has decided, which is not a shocker, but he is declaring his talents and going to the NFL, and he'll be skipping their bowl. Now, what bowl game did Texas end up in? Where are they coming? Well, that's a good question. Let me grab that for you. Oh, I thought we already knew that. But anyway, um, yeah, I was curious. I didn't. I forgot what bowl they grabbed, but he's going straight to the league. So he's not going to participate in the bowl. I knew this one. It's the Alamo Bowl. Wow, that's shame on locally. both of us. I, it, 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 they took quite, a, it took a second to the register for, there. But for the yeah. Alamo Bowl against Alamo who? Bowl. Uh, I, th- I think they've got Washington. I'll double check that, but I do know they have the Alamo Bowl. Look, it's one of the... I don't know if it still owns the crown for that, but it's one of the highest rated. It's been one of the highest rated bowls. Yeah, twenty one Texas versus twelve Washington. Okay, that's going to be Thursday. Okay, not um, we're not on the air that day. Okay, um, yeah, we got to get Thursday. that announcement too. Schedule announcement here, but real quick, it, look, it's 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 been one of the highest rated bowls watched on cable television. I don't know if it still owns that crown, but the Valero Bowl. Um, and it's probably a good thing that I didn't realize what bowl they were playing in. Because I will just tell you this. No disrespect to the bowl in our backyard, but Texas, Texas is not supposed to be playing in the Alamo Valero Bowl. Not supposed to be happening. Okay. Um, Washington. You know, Pac-12, it's one of those situations to where I don't really like, you know, the Pac-12 element when they've come down here. They haven't traveled that well, in my opinion. You know, uh, the Big Ten teams has played in the, the, the Valero Bowl. But the Pac-12, outside of maybe, maybe I think there was a time Oregon came down here. Um, other than that, it's, it's you know, I, I'm not that fond of when they have Pac-12 traveling to the 2-0 for the Valero Bowl. But... Bijan said he's chunking the deuces. He's getting ready for the draft. Now, also, the bigger news than that is if you look at Alabama, okay, Young is deciding that he's going to go play. Plus, with their stud defensive player, Williams, he's going to play as well. Now, look, Bryce Young, in my opinion, this is – I don't agree with this, you know, um, but this is one of these situations to where – and look, I know there's some people out there that – you feel that this has somewhat to do with the NIL situation that possibly that this has money tied in some of these guys is getting in. Remember Bryce had reportedly like a seven figure deal with the NI with the company. I think it's Dr. Pepper. Cause many times I see his ass on these national Dr. Pepper commercials. That's gotta be the golden goose that played him close to seven figures now. But with that said, I think this tells me something else because people are rushing to, well, you know, hey, he's got an endorsement, NIL, and blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe so. First of all, you know, Nick in the last few years, because normally they're in playoffs or in contentions, and some of these have had challenges of guys that elect that he – I mean, there's no there's no secret. Alabama sends a lot of guys to the league. But you have a lot of guys that want to opt out. And this is way before the transfer portal started. He used to have to this debate about, hey, you got to hear 
this is very surprising a little bit to me about Bryce deciding to play. Maybe he has some of the NIL deal, but this is what it kind of tells me that I don't think anybody's talking about, which I've given it some thought. Um, it could be a situation where he's thinking about maybe coming back to Alabama. I mean, for me personally, if, you know, I think he would – I and this has nothing – has anything to do with me having an interest in that program, but I think it would probably be best of him to come back. Now, again, that is – it's tough because, you know, I'm the Todd McShay's of the world, you know, I'm already hearing people saying that hey, he is the number one quarterback that's going to go. Um, but I would say that this does leave the door open and makes me wonder is he has intentions of coming back because regardless of NIL deal or not, I disagree with him playing this game. I disagree with Williams playing this game, even though I think he had a disappointing season. I mean, the award that he wore, uh, won, that to me, that was about who he really played for because that guy was supposed to be in, in New York. They were talking about Heisman. But, you know, and again, Nick Saban, I mean, that's Alabama, you know, and it's one of those things you start something, you know, you finish something you started. But Bryce is going to – if he comes out this year, he's going to be one of the first, if not second, at least quarterback taken. Okay, um, but for him to play in this bowl, that doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it does mean something. But when look, and I've told people like Alabama's the one school, and yes, they're above Michigan. It's above Ohio State. It's above anybody. They're the one that their alumni and their fan base, especially the adult fan base, if they don't win a title, it's a disappointment. Let alone if they don't qualify for the playoffs. So to Alabama standards, this is really a meaningless bowl game, even though it's part of the holiday New Year's New Year Six, whatever the hell they call it. Even though it's part of that, it's still a disappointment if you go to. The, so those are the only kids that have that pressure. They're the only ones. Not saying that they're the only ones that really want to win a national title. Not saying their fan base is the only one that's hungry to win a national title. They're the fan, only fan base that really looks at it like, yo, it's a failure. And I, and I don't think it's fair, but it is what it is. It's the monster they created. So there's your bowl watch. We'll get into it as we go. Um, also, before I forget, I want to go ahead and I'll, and I'll say it a couple times. I said it last week in regards to our scheduling announcement in regards to this show um, over the holidays. So we will be with you uh, until Wednesday, this week, Wednesday is our last day uh show for the year um and we will return next tuesday okay now when we return next tuesday tuesday is going to be the only show that we're out um and i kind of was speeding i said you know wednesday would be our last show for the year that's not quite i was already thinking new year's eve week actually next tuesday is going to be our last show uh for the year okay so we're with you till wednesday and then I'm with you coming back. Won't be back here Monday. Be back here Tuesday. And then we'll be off until the following week. Okay. So there's your schedule. And I'll go ahead and announce that a couple of times because I know not everybody listens every day, but that's our schedule. Uh, now back to the docket. You had something you want to add? To? Well, just really quick. Uh, if, if you do, you want to get your fix, you know, and, and there it won't be Gottlieb on most of those days. I understand there's a lot of people that still, this is a, a standard part of your day. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be best of shows of the sports grind mm. on a number of those days. Okay. I was never a best of type of show guy watching shows I liked. Unless you'd have to have some, like, unless it was a classic, you know, you'd have to go back to maybe, like, the Jeffersons or either, like, Good Times, uh, Who's the Boss. You'd have to give me some, like, you know, best ofs or classic stuff. I'm just not a best of person. But, yeah, it's here if you want it. Not my call, but it's there. I mean, it's my call, but I'm, you know, it's not something that I thought of. But, anyway, back to the docket.
So you have uh, those. That's your bowl update. So yeah, not shocking. BJ Robinson decided to go. You know, go off. Shout out to UTSA birds up. Had a hell of a season. Eventually, they'll get their first uh, bowl win. And um, and then yeah, Bryce is kind of a surprise playing in this meaningless bowl game. But we'll see. Just pray, hope he's all right and he gets out healthy. Now the question is, does he play the whole game? I don't know. You know, it just depends on how it plays out. You know, and they've got Kansas State, I believe, in that game, Alabama and Kansas State. So we'll see what the Big 12 does uh, against Alabama. Keeping it moving, um, also, NFL, we definitely got to talk some NFL, okay? Uh, crazy NFL weekend. Uh, you know, we were off Friday. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about that Thursday, Seattle and 49ers. I know how you must have been disappointed that Friday that y'all didn't get to hear that breakdown of that Seattle and 49ers game from me. Uh, I'll find a way to fit that in if I can before we get out of here. Uh, but we definitely got to get to the NFL. And, of course, uh, Dallas, you know, we're going to have to talk about the Cowboys. Uh, this is a meltdown in Duvall. And here come the pitchforks for Dak, man. And, and and be honest with you, like I said, I saw one interception that was on him yesterday. That other one, that tip drill one, the one that pretty much sealed the faith, that ain't on him. Uh, but we'll definitely get into that because that's some implications. And I want to also, I hope the uh, Dallas trolls that are out there that's been trolling me the last few weeks thinking I'm off my rocker because I've been disrespectful for Dallas when I talk to 49ers. I, I hope they're chiming in through Facebook Live today. Or they have the cojones or the guts to call or, or tweet because they sure do when things are hot and everything's looking good. But you just went down in Duval County and took an L. So we'll get to that. But we've got to start first with the World Cup, putting a bow on the World Cup. And <clears throat> let me tell you, I've been watching World Cup finals since 1986. OK, that's a while. It only comes around every four years. And I'm not the guy that likes to live in the moment you know, like, you know, just lives in the moment. Oh, that's the greatest. The only thing I do that for pretty much is 30 for 30 episodes. Other than that, I don't like to live in the, you know, spur the whole. I'm just, hey, that's the greatest I ever saw. No, listen, I've been watching World Cup finals since 1986. And with everything on the line, considering the two countries, considering what was going on, um, you have the two best players in the world going at it and you've got one of them that is trying to get into GOAT status. Speaking of Messi and you have a 2-0 lead, and we're talking about the World Cup Finals. The way that game went down and the way it transpired, that is probably one of the best, if not the top two finals that I've seen in my lifetime on the pitch uh, with everything, uh, you know, pretty much at stake. In regards to the game, um, you know, unless you've been there, not just World Cup stage, but unless you've really – I don't care what level – you've played soccer at, even if you've gone to a competitive level, high school, college, um, if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, you've had to buy out of a tournament or exit a tournament to lose a state title or anything through PKs and soccer, that's a, that's a nasty way to go. Let alone if you have a game at the world stage with probably close to 2 billion people watching and you have, it transpired where you really give your heart, speaking of France, or one of, I mean, both teams I felt was warranted to win. Both of them were deserving to win, but only one was going to get that, and that was Argentina, who delivered their third title uh, in their country's history, led by Messi. Uh, Mbappe, um, you know, I think obviously he's going to go into the 2026 World Cup that's on U.S. soil um, as the best player in the world for sure at that time. Um, 
it's hard to believe he's still that young as well as he is. Uh, but you got to give him credit for stepping up. I, I think France really outplayed Argentina in the second half. It was kind of tell of two halves because I think Argentina dominated the first half, and I think France dominated the second half. Um, me personally, the the first penalty kick that Argentina was awarded, that's kind of questionable to me. That, to me, depends on who's the center ref. Uh, they call that call. Um, you know, technically by the letter of the law, I mean, I guess you could say uh, that is a penalty kick as you take somebody from behind. But if you look at the replay, um, that's kind of tough to get out on a World Cup final to call that. But they did. Uh, and, you know, shortly after that, Argentina takes a 2-0 lead. But to be in the 79th minute with maybe some injury stoppage time left, to be down 2-0, I'm going to tell you what I feel like that's equivalent to because this was the weekend of the comebacks. We had some historic comebacks, especially in the NFL. Yeah, went down at Lake Minnetonka, Minnesota. We got to talk about that as well, too. We've got Cowboy James on hold. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. 
The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Sarika subbing in for Bartlett, spinning the one and twos. 1 800 707 And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. If you're looking to check in what's the latest new product, especially if it's seasonal, or you just want to order for same day delivery, you can go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. And before we start with your Dallas Cowboys, let me wrap up my World Cup take here real quick. So, um, yeah, it, it sucks to be on the wrong end of, if you lose a match like that, um, you know, in PKs. But, you know, in soccer, you can't play till somebody scores because they would die. I mean, there's one there's a few guys on there. I think one guy they were saying, I forgot he plays midfield position. I think they said over the course of just going through the group stage and the first two um maybe the 16 round of 16 is all already accumulated about 80 miles worth of running to let you know um so it's it's a reason why you got to go settle it like that cuz it's just you could tell both teams toward the end of the overtime were both exhausted for the most part but in regards to the debate first of all congratulations to Messi I've been probably his biggest critic down here in this region um due to the fact that uh you know, who he was chasing. And, and look, I've never argued um, that he's one of the best talents that we've seen, uh, that I've seen in my lifetime. But I just felt that a lot from what Messi um, has benefited from a lot, especially on a global stage, is internet stage, EA Sports. You know, Messi's had a few, you know, commercials that are Americanized commercials. But I think, and of course, social media in regards to YouTube and all that, I mean, his clips, his scoring. So that right there galvanized a lot. Hey, that's the guy. But they're like, oh, not so fast. I mean, first of all, if you rank it, I mean, I think Pele, which I think from last I've heard his health, he's in a real tough situation with his health. He was just hospitalized right before we started the World Cup. Um, I don't know what how he's doing now. Uh, if you look, he's got the most, I mean, I think he's got three World Cups. I mean, I look at it to where, I mean, that was before my time, but, you know, coming, starting to play the game of soccer back in the 80s, you know, of course, that's somebody that you get baptized to who that was. I mean, there's a reason why everybody wears number 10. The best players on every team usually wears number 10. That's common. You know, you got some different guys that do different numbers, but that's always been, you know, related to Pele. And you got to think, I mean, first World Cup, the kid was like 16 years old scoring and winning a title at 16. So he's number one, in my opinion, on Mount Rushmore. And number two, just what I've seen in my own naked eyes, I mean, it's still Diego Maradona. Um, and then I would probably put Messi third. I think Messi, and it's a it's a preference, I mean, but I think Messi definitely put to bed, which their, reg their other achievements are pretty damn close, but I think this puts to bed the Cristina uh, Ronaldo talk between those two. I mean, you deliver a cup. I mean, unfortunately, Cristina Ronaldo's not going to probably, you know, be able to accomplish that feat, especially since we're talking another four years. I think he played. I think he screwed his, his team's chances this time around with the distractions that he was between his club team and the Saudis offering this. 
But I think when it comes down to my opinion in regards to the Mount Rushmore, those are mine still. It's still Diego. I think if Diego didn't have a problem, I mean, he's a guy living in the fast lane. You know, rest his soul. Don't like to talk about the dead, but, you know, I feel like if it wasn't for Diego's coke problem and his partying problem even early on, I mean, who knows what he could have went on and, and, you know, done. Still arguably the best goal that I've ever seen in the 86 World Cup. And I'm not talking about the hand of God or what he's noticed for, but I'm talking about when he went through like five or six, seven, maybe counted. Can't remember uh, England defenders and scored. So that's that's my but great. Congrats to Messi, man. I, it has to be. I haven't read too many of his quotes or statements, but it has to feel like putting, you know, a hundred a thousand pound gorilla off your back because at least he goes for one. No telling where he would be come 2026. I don't see him playing there. Maybe it's a situation he gives it to go. Uh, me personally, I would be surprised or shocked if you ever seen Messi in the MLS. Everybody knows the MLS is usually where worldwide soccer players go to die. And I understand it's been, you know, it's been a thing since the MLS has got on, um, you know, from Beckham and, you know, getting him Rooney's come over here, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's the same. I almost feel with Messi. It's almost the same. I mean, money talks, but it's that's not even important. I think even needing that from him. But I think that I put it almost on the level what I feel about Tiger Woods and the senior tour. And this is way before Tiger started having the injuries. I just felt like Tiger's never. I know that's the norm for most. But Tiger's not playing the senior tour, and I just don't believe. I'd have to see it to believe it. I don't believe Messi's going to uh, come to MLS. I think he's bigger than that. He's too bigger than that. You know, um, so that's my opinion. But hopefully 2026 comes to American soil. Definitely be on my bucket list. Got in tune one of these games, you know, won't be probably traveling abroad to ever see one. So God willing, if I'm still around in four years, I plan on uh, putting that on the list. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So let's get to the other football. Let's get to the Dallas Cowboys who fall in Duval County. OK, blow a lead. And just have a second half collapse. What was the most they were up by at one time? I think it was 17, right? 14, 17 points, something like that. Um, look, man, this is the deal. Okay. I told you last week that when we came in here, we talked about the Micah Parsons situation and his comments about is Jalen Hurts a system guy or is it really just him when you're talking about Jalen MVP? And I told you those comments right there let me know that there was still that's, – that's culture. That's culture. And to me, you know, they came out better than what they did against the Texans. But it's still when you make those comments, it leaves the fan, a certain amount of the fans, the educated fans and certain part of the media. It basically looks and leaves the door open like were you really 100 percent focus as a team against Jacksonville. Also, the theme continues. It's, it's been like that for last year. It continues to go on. It hasn't really changed. I think that we got a break from it uh, when, you know, Cooper Rush was taken over for four games. But what I'm talking about is the lack of in-game adjustments and halftime adjustments by Kellen Moore and the offensive staff. And also, I feel part of the culture problem is, look, there's coaches that coach quarterbacks and quarterback positions, and they coach them regardless, and they coach them the same way, and they call the plays the same way, 
regardless of what your tax bracket is, regardless of what your contract is. And I'm starting to think that pretty much after we've seen the evidence of Cooper Rush for four games and we're seeing Dak and we have years of evidence with this crew, with McCarthy, a couple years of experience with McKellen Moore, with the offensive coordinator, McCarthy head coach, is that no because of Dak's contract or because of, you know, the contract Jerry gave to them, it seems like almost like there's no one there from Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy that really want to call the game to Dak's strengths and his weaknesses. It's like, you know, it's either that or they get comfortable saying like, because I said it when Cooper Rush was there and I said, when he comes back, speaking of Dak, call the game the same way because they don't. And the problem is, is that you get in these situations where you get games like this and you get teams that are maybe talented enough that don't fear for the Cowboys and everybody gets up to beat the Cowboys. You find yourself in a fist fight, in a brawl fight. And all of a sudden, like, what the hell happened? Like, you just beating up these two dudes. The next thing you know, you've been in this fight and eight, nine, ten of his partners show up and now they're kicking y'all's ass. And that's what happened last night in Duval County in Jacksonville. So people can come with the pitchforks about Dak and we're never going to win with Dak. I told you, I shoot that down. I disagree. You mean to tell me and, and, the, and the talk of the social, oh, Dak's better. Look, Cooper Rush, we no. You mean to tell me, Dak, if you had a chance, and, and this is prior to what you see, you mean to tell me Dak's better than Brock Purdy? Talent for talent and GM-wise or whatever, you mean to tell me that you think that he is Brock Purdy is better than Dak. No, but what it is, is Brock Purdy's got coaching. Brock Purdy's got the coaching. And I've been saying that you can win a Super Bowl with Dak. It's the culture and it's the coaching. Prime example. And it goes back to what I'm trying to make up the point about coaching, like with your tax bracket and not coaching and telling you we're going to do this to strength or whatever. It's coaching one-on-one pop Warner. I mean, it's like two minutes left or whatever it was. Run the ball and make them use the timeouts. You're calling on a third down play. You're called. You're calling a play that 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 accounts for Dak to throw 30, 40 yards down the field to get an incomplete pass to stop the clock. And y'all wonder why the last two weeks I said that you were either bleeding silver and blue or sleep in Dallas Cowboy underwear to really sit there and be flabbergasted and blown by why I've been sitting there saying that I'm not betting my life on it, that the four, I'm taking Dallas's coaching staff over the 49ers. The bottom line is this is a two, this is what I believe any given Sunday. I think Dallas is ta- talented enough to go sneak up and beat anybody on either conference side. Yes, I understand that. But the reality of it is that we're talking good health and we're talking about everybody at their best. This is a two dog race in the NFC. It's the it's like hurry up and get to Philly versus. And I don't care really what happens with Philly and Dallas this week because Dallas needs to win this one. Dallas has played two bad games pretty much against the against the South, against the AFC South. So to me, this. All hands on deck. Everybody's playing their best. This is a two. This is a two. God. This is a two-team race in the NFC. It's Philly and 49ers. And and I can just go off a of coaching staff alone. Who makes that call? Who calls that? 
I mean, think about that. I mean, for so for everybody that wants to come at Dak, like I said, the interception that he overthrew tight end or whatever the part of that, that's on him. The interception that he threw in overtime that was look, was it a perfect throw? No, it wasn't. But the guy got his hands on the ball. You got to catch that. If not, you can't afford to have that just pop up and go. That ain't on Dak. And it's funny that the Dak haters, they want to come and just put everything on Dak, but then you don't talk about it when it's basically Dallas has given up a lead and the home crowd's going crazy or every like the team's going crazy. When it's helter-skelter and they need a game-tying drive or to go ahead, Dak pretty much delivers. He did it yesterday. The problem is, is that the defense, I mean, after you get the turnover with Trevor Lawrence, you think the game's over. It's also it's just bad clock management as well. And that's been part of McCar McCarthy since he started in Dallas is the clock man. They still haven't fixed it. It's still a problem. I mean, thank God for Washington, I guess, laying an egg, or you say they got screwed last night. Commanders fan to tell you they got screwed. But luckily with their loss and the developments, Dallas at least clinched the playoff, uh, a playoff spot. I'll tell you this right now. At this point, where I look at as we get ready to go to week 17, no, this is week 16 or week 17 coming. Tonight, we put a bow on week 15, right? Tonight, when we have Green Bay versus the Rams, that's the end of week 15. We're about to enter week 16 next right, week. Right, because you have 16, yeah. 17, and 18. So as we enter week 16, there's a few teams I put on the leaning on Jesus coming into the playoff list. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs, they leaning on Jesus coming into the playoffs. I'll get to them in a little bit. Cowboys leaning on Jesus coming into the postseason. Tennessee Titans leaning on Jesus coming into the postseason. And I can't wait to talk about that game. That's my leaning on Jesus crew. Yeah, you're going into the playoffs, but you're leaning on Jesus. And whoever wins the NFC South, put them on that list because the whole South is leaning on Jesus. That's that's a bad that's a bad law. It's a bad loss because the way they lost it. And it's one of those situations that it shows you how far you like people think Dallas is so close. But yet and still, they might be a lot farther than what we think when we talk about competing for a title and winning the championship. But if you're a true Dallas fan, you got to look beyond that. Like, yes, is Dak, Dak is never going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's never going to be Tom Brady. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He ain't going to be Peyton Manning. He wasn't even drafted like them dudes. In my lifetime, and the game has changed, but I've seen guys like Jeff Hotsteller win a Super Bowl. I've seen Mark Rippon win a Super Bowl. I've seen Trent Dilfer win Super Bowl. Yes, the game has changed. You can win a Super Bowl with Dak if you give him the right culture and the right coaching. He's not, Brock Purdy is not better than Dak Prescott in talent-wise. He's in a better culture and he's gotten coached. And you know what? And who you get drafted by can make a break as an NFL quarterback. That's facts. That's given. The history shows you that. But he's got, he's, it's a better culture. It's a better, it, it, it's a better surrounding. He's better coaching. You don't think Kyle Shanahan can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? You don't think Andy Reid can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? You don't think John Harbaugh can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? You don't think McVay can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? You don't think Bill Belichick can win a Super, I mean, Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Think about that. 
That's me putting in perspective for y'all before all it's programmed to come and get the pitch for for Dak. Man, that's coaching yesterday, man. That's like not situational football. That is just basic. Like, why are you throwing a low percentage completion? I hell, I hate seeing people lying come out of shotgun on fourth and twos and fourth and ones and do pass play. There's so much stuff can happen. A tip, a tip at the line or whatever, bam, run the ball. So let alone when you're up and you need them to burn the timeouts, you call a low percentage 40-yard plus pass down the field to stop the clock. They deserve to lose that game. They deserved it. 1-800-707-9760. We got about three minutes. We got the phone line jammed. Be patient with us because I don't know if we're still having problems with the phone lines, if they're having problems with the phone lines or not back at the ticket compound, but we got quite a few of y'all on hold. Uh, we'll get to the calls as we get back because we got two or three minutes. But, yeah, man, that's just what it is, man. I mean, come on. They leaning on Jesus, man. That's my list. I gave it to you. I gave it to you. Who, who do you want to see? If, if, if you tell me that you get in and they're not going to win the division, like I said, I really don't care what happens on Christmas Eve now. I mean, and, and to me, just for psyche, Dallas has to win that game. Philly don't have to win that game. Dallas has to win that. Because if Dallas doesn't win this game Christmas Eve and they get swept by Philly, let alone if it's embarrassing, that this coaching staff and this nucleus, nobody's proven winners. Mike McCarthy's got a Super Bowl, yes. Player-wise, everybody else on this staff, ain't nobody, ain't nobody got nothing. You, if, it, if the playoffs started tomorrow, and, I, and I'm not saying this could possibly be a matchup, but let's say potentially, you know, Dallas ain't going to get no buy. Let's say wild card weekend. They get to host the game wild card weekend. And all of a sudden, they're looking out and seeing Campbell and Detroit Lions coming in. You that confident and tell me that ain't a 50-50 game? The way the Detroit started one and six, they're balling. And the, the problems with Detroit early on was their defense was, was weak. Then they went through that stretch and then all of a sudden injuries started coming. Now they've gotten their offensive line healthy to get some, and they figured out the defense a little bit. They balling. You tell me you want to see them if they sneak in. Now they ain't in yet, but if they get in, you want to see as a Dallas fan, you comfortable? Y'all killing me because the 49ers, oh, you ain't down. And y'all, overtime or whatever it was, down to the last minute to beat the Texans. Overtime yesterday in Jacksonville with a L. But y'all being offended when I keep talking 49ers and stuff. I ain't even talked about what they did in 12-man Thursday night. 1-800-707-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. We'll be back.